Happy Thanksgiving. I hope you're full of turkey and stuffing and everything else. And you had a great time yesterday. I hope that you've gotten up early and got your Black Friday shopping out of the way. We want to jump in today and do something a little bit different with our Thanksgiving episode. We spent a lot of time answering questions and sharing things from our perspective and talking about stories from our lives. And we love doing that, but maybe some of you don't know a whole lot about us. And so we want to take a little bit of time today and share our story about how we met and some of the things that happened with that. And just, we just want to take the time to thank God for what he's done in our lives and working through, through all of that. But Today, we're going to talk about the unlikely story about how we met, how we managed to get married after knowing each other for only five months, and then moved to Chattanooga, Tennessee, just eight months after we got married. So here we go. I'm Josh Cave, joined by my wife, Molly Cave. Let's cue the music. Welcome to the after youth podcast where we answer the most challenging questions asked by every christian young adult let's dive in so thanks for joining us again like i mentioned in the intro we're going to talk about just our story how we met to start out i grew up in mississippi just outside of memphis i lived there my entire life pretty much And I was homeschooled. Molly will talk a little bit in just a minute on some of the different ways we looked at dating. In in high school, I dated some. And then as I went to college, I dated just a little bit. But I did date a handful of people. I always wanted to be married. I always wanted to be in that kind of intimate relationship. But probably I was 21, 22 years old and just really questioned how that could happen. I really didn't know where God was going to bring somebody. And I remember a lot of conversations where I really didn't think it was going to happen. I just really, it wasn't that I said I was never going to get married or anything like that, but I just had no idea how God could work it out. I didn't have any potential prospects. I wanted to be married, but had nowhere to really go. And so I started trying some different online dating Apps. That's not my proudest thing in the world, but uh, one of the things I got on was Christian Mingle and ended up talking to Molly through there. But Molly, do you want to share kind of your backstory going up to us? Yeah, up to us talking. Yeah. So I grew up in Northwest Alabama, around in the Shoals area. For any of y'all that know that, basically the Mississippi Tennessee point. Anyways, I did go to public school. I get I didn't have a problem with dating, but I had a problem with dating the wrong person and not knowing who the right person was at a really young age. Like I'm talking sixth, seventh grade time. I basically made a pact with God that was like, Hey, I'm God. I'm, I know we got to search for somebody, but I don't want to search for the wrong people. So when it's time you put it on my heart and it was just kind of on the surface then because I really wasn't interested in dating at the moment, but fast forward about eighth grade or so. I was on the softball team and a local church actually invited us to a devotional kind of thing. And they were feeding us a dinner and everything. And the girl that was speaking actually spoke about how she was sick of dating. She had um, been heartbroken after time after time. And so she 
decided to make a list of the exact guy that she wanted and give it to God all the way down to she I think it was she didn't like cheese and he liked cheese or something like that like something totally ridiculous but that was her guy and fast forward several years down the road she met her husband all the way down to the cheese thing like (laughs) she found him and so a light bulb just clicked in that moment and I went home and I made me a list and I hid that list for forever um and (laughs) no I don't think anybody until after I met Josh actually knew about this list but it was all the way down to, I want somebody that is obviously a godly man. I wanted tall, dark hair, green eyes. <laughs> um, and I wanted somebody that I didn't really, I grew up on a farm. I really didn't want to somebody that was like a farm boy, but I wanted somebody that was good with their hands that could fix cars or things around the house when needed. Well, he is a mechanic, but he's also this very detailed problem solver that he has to find YouTube videos and get the things done. I also had on there somebody that plays guitar and that is the, he plays a couple of other things, but as you can see behind me and there's a long wall behind me, he plays guitar amazing. And then let's see, I think there was something else on my list. I don't even remember all of it, but all the way down to obviously all of those things. And I said, God, this It wasn't really a pact like, hey, this is what, or an ultimatum, like, this is, once I meet this person, this is what, uh, this is how I'll know it's true. Because I don't really, I have asked for signs from God before, but I didn't really want that detail of a sign. But I was just like, God, this is what I want in the man I marry. I know you have plans for the man that I marry, but this is what I want. So if I could at least have this. I will, I'm going to pray and I'm going to wait for you to put it on my heart that it's time to start searching. And of course, growing up in high school, I didn't really text or date a lot of guys. Actually, I didn't date any guy, but I texted a couple of guys and I knew from the moment that I started texting them, this is not going to work out. This is not who God wants for me. But of course, being a teenager, I was like, let's have some fun. That fizzled out really quick. And then going into college, I didn't really bother with it that much. And then and once I got out of college, I didn't really... uh I graduated in 2018 and there was like one or two guys that I might have texted leading up to Josh. But it was really interesting that leading up to the moment of getting onto Christian Mingle, there were a couple of guys that I was texting and I could just feel God working on my heart. Again, I knew those guys weren't the right guys, but it was almost like the timing was there. Okay, Molly, here you go. This is it. This is, but I couldn't quite figure out that what that feeling was. Looking back, obviously, I know why it led up to that point, but I. Because I had that feeling, that urgency, I was trying to figure out, okay, I've never dated before. How do I get into that dating scene kind of thing? My best friend from college, I was telling her about this and I was just uh, basically, you know, just what do I do? Like, how do I (laughs) go about this? And she suggested some dating apps and I was like, I'm not getting on Tinder. Like, I know the people on Tinder. It's nothing against Tinder, but that's just not what I was looking for. But I was like, is Christian Mingle too goofy? Is it the like the commercials? And she was like, give it a shot. Like you're looking for somebody that's a Christian. And if they're willing to get on Christian mingle to look for somebody, then they probably have their standards and their values that they're looking for just like you. And so that's basically how I got onto that. I remember the day, this is going to sound ridiculous, but it was like March 1st, I think at 11 o'clock at night, I got on there and created the account and you have to wait like 24 hours to actually, um, to actually like they have to make sure your account's correct or you know decent and real 
um, and not vulgar and all that stuff. And they, none of my information popped up. Well, the next morning I woke up and I had a message from Josh at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> he was literally the first person that messaged me. <laughs> um, but anyway, so that's the story leading up to that. If you want to kind of take it from there. Yeah. So we talked for maybe a couple of weeks and I remember I was real particular on these dating apps. Like I would talk to people, but I, I didn't talk to anybody on the phone. It was like my thing. Like I didn't want to talk to anybody on the phone unless I was like really going to take it serious. But Molly called me on just a rant. I think it was a Sunday afternoon or something. It was a Wednesday <clears throat> night after church. Yeah. And so <laughs> she called me and I swear she talked nonstop the entire time. And uh, if there was anything that would, that would, explain the rest of our marriage from then on that would be it but she talked non-stop and i got off the phone i was like i don't know about this like she seems cool but i don't i don't know anyway we ended up uh we ended up continuing to talk and we met in a little city called corinth in mississippi we went to a movie i'd like to add though this was in the middle or the beginning of the pandemic we literally met the day before the pandemic started or the shutdown started yeah so it was like just before everything got crazy. So we went and saw a movie and I went and ate Mexican and we we sat in Dairy Queen for probably two hours after that. And Where I literally spilled my entire life story to him. <laughs> and we had a good time and I went back and I had dated, like I said, I dated in high school and so I dated several people and I've always been a real slow decision maker. Even now, like we make decisions and I'm like, I'll think about it for a week or two trying to figure out stuff so so we had a good date but i was like i don't know i need to hang out with her i need to decide and with covid and everything it was a weird time to set up a second date because we were crossing state borders and stuff like that and that sounds crazy now but that was a big deal then it wasn't nobody was sure if they were going to shut down stuff but um molly i think you had a little different experience with our first day (laughs) yeah going back to that whole i don't know if you can call it a pack with god my agreement with god was you let me know you ch- you put it on my heart when he's when it's the right one when he it's time and i left that day and i was like i'm gonna spend the rest of my life with him there is no ending this relationship from this first day and so i really yeah i didn't see an end in sight i was like let's get to date two i want to move on with the rest of my life with him and you had to drag me along i think to the <laughs> second date yeah, I think we, I think you probably rescheduled that date like four times and was like, oh, COVID. Yeah, I, <laughs> I drug my feet a little bit and, uh, but either way. <laughs> I'm not really putting you in a good light there, was I? <laughs> either way, we made it to the second date and I think it was the second one. I went to Florence and spent, I think I went to church with you or something. No, we saw the lines. No, we went to, yeah. And we had a really good time. And I, so we had that, we had a really good time in Florence. And we, uh, I went back to my parents' house where I was living. And I was sold at that point. That was my moment. And I texted Molly the next day. I was off on Mondays. And I texted her and I asked her if she wanted to, if she wanted to meet in Corinth. So we drove that next day. And met in Corinth again because I just had to see her. I had that. Uh, that was my moment. As soon as that happened, and I knew from then on, I was like, I don't know what it feels like to know if the person's the one, but I feel really good about this. 
And so from then on, we dated. We started dating, I guess, in March, and we dated up until July. And my grandparents have a house down in Mobile, Alabama. We went down there to hang out with my grandparents and, you know, see the beach and have a good time. So we went down there and we went ring shopping. But I will add that in like literally the beginning of June, I had the wedding plan. We were already discussing wedding plans and it was just a matter of finding the ring because we did live two and a half hours apart and, you know, figuring it all out from there. Yeah, so we were down there. We took an afternoon and went to went around Mobile and found the ring. We went back to my grandparents' house and I told Molly that we had something to we had something to go do. Me and my grandfather, something we had to go work on, and we went and bought the ring. And it was I think two weeks later, uh, I proposed at the house she had just bought that would soon be our house. It was my first time seeing the house. I proposed on our front porch. And so that was July. July 11th. July 11th. (laughs) And I want to rewind a little bit and touch on the house thing. In May of that year, of 2020, my best friend that convinced me to get on Christian Mingle, she actually started looking for a house. And I was living in an apartment at the time. And I started noticing that the house she was looking at were cheaper than my rent. (laughs) And so I, I wasn't looking for a house to be a married couple in. I was looking for a house that would be a great investment for me and again cheaper than my rent so i started looking at a house literally the end of may i found the house closed it on june 30th and so i had not even moved into the house yet <laughs> before he proposed to me and again i still even up to that point i didn't know how long it was going to take him to propose i was just looking for a house for me um so i just talk on God at that point. It's crazy seeing him set up that even just as simple as our house where we were going to be living and married. (laughs) Well, the one thing about me is I might take a long time to come to a decision, but once (laughs) I've made the decision, it's over, you know, we got engaged July 11th and we were (laughs) married on August 8th. We August 9th, August 9th. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to edit that part out. We were married on August 9th. So yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so we were married on August 9th, and so in less than a month, we turned around and got married, and she wasn't pregnant. No. <laughs> Despite um, all the thinking of everybody that we ever knew. Yeah. And just a little cute fact factor, I guess, for the girls. He proposed on the porch of the house, and we got married on the porch of the house. It was a super cute house, so it wasn't just, just some type of cheap little thing, but it it was cute. But that was kind of my favorite part of that. Yeah. And so that's the story of how we got married. So we didn't know each other in February. And we were married in yeah. August. <laughs> and just just really quickly, you know, we, we knew who, you know, whenever we knew, we knew and we, we jumped on it. We didn't mess around after that. And we, we got married in August and haven't looked back. That's been over two years now. I want to talk a little bit about our job situations and what God has done for us there. Molly, do you want to talk on some of yours? Yeah. So I went to school for a social work degree and immediately upon graduation, I started my intern or during my last semester of my schooling, I started interning at what's called the Department of Human Resources, which is CPS basically in Alabama in the foster care department. And I got a job there right after graduation. And so I worked there up until basically 
I think it was September, so a month after we got married. It just, as everybody knows, CPS can be stressful. And starting a marriage and new life with somebody and having all of that baggage on you, it was very, it was tolling on our marriage. And we weren't arguing anything. It's just, I wasn't really happy. It, I was coming home crying. I was crying going into work. <laughs> so it was time I left that job, not knowing where to go, but I was like, this is enough. So we prayed on it and God a month about a month later god placed me at what's called scope 310 authority which is basically working with adults with intellectual and developmental disability at that job i actually got certified as a qualified developmental disability professional which will come into the story later so that was where god led her after we got married and uh so for me as molly said i do mechanic work i work on four wheelers and side by sides i've been in and around this business since i was 15 years old and, you know, something I know, something I enjoy. But whenever we were getting married, I had to find a job that was three hours away. And it's, it's difficult. So there were two places that I was really considering working with. And one of them I really wanted to go to. It was the same brand I was used to. It was going to be a, an easier transition, I was thinking. So the other place that that I was looking at wasn't really my favorite. I just wasn't sure. But also, I had a really difficult time getting them on the phone and stuff like that. So I was like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they don't really want me that much. Maybe we'll just see. So I put in applications for both places. I talked to them both in person. So we were on our honeymoon, and I got a text message from the place I really wanted to work at. And they said, I'm sorry. We want to hire you. We just have no physical space to put you. We just have too many technicians. So I was like, that's cool. Let me figure out what I can do. So that was super disappointing, especially on our honeymoon. And so I went to McDonald's to get something and I called up the other place that I didn't really want to work at that much. I called them. I said, Hey, have you been able to talk to some of your higher ups to see if, to see if I can come work with you? And they said, you said you could start this date. I was like, yeah, was like, I'll see you there. I'm like, all right. So I felt a lot better. Obviously there were a lot of question marks and I really wasn't sure how it was going to work out, but I had a job, which was a big check mark. So we get back from our honeymoon. I finish out my two weeks at my other job. I go and I, and I'm about to start at this new job. And they had two locations. One was about 30 minutes or so from our house. And the other one was five minutes from our house. And my family was coming with my toolboxes and stuff. I called up the guy I was going to meet and I said, Hey, we're about to leave. And we'll see you in about 30 minutes. And he said, no, I need you to go to our other location. Uh, the one that's about five minutes away. So I, I said, okay. We drove up there, dropped my toolbox off, and I ended up being five minutes from work instead of 30, which was already a step in the right direction. And I was still worried. I thought I was going to get a pay cut just based on some of the rates and stuff. And so I started at this job and I was like, I really don't know how this is going to work out. Are we going to, am I going to be able to make any money here based on what they're paying? And it took all of about a week for me to make more money than I was making at the other shop. And so just all of the sudden, all these things started to happen where they were really positive and really worked out on our behalf. You know, the manager there was great. Still is. We still, he's still my manager. I was worried because I really wanted to work at the other place. It was everything I wanted. And then I turn around and God changes it up and he gets me to this other place where it's closer. I'm making more money. All these things have worked out positively in a way that I couldn't see how it was going to happen. And so 
fast forward about eight months and my manager, who I was pretty close to, we weren't super close at the time, but he ended up transferring to one of our Chattanooga locations. I asked my manager, I said, do you need anybody up there? Or if you're ever looking, let me know because I might come up there. And he said, actually, I need somebody right now. I need a tech right now. And I was like, man, let me talk to Molly and we'll see what happens. But I told him, if we can do it, I'd love to do it. I'd love to go up there and go to Chattanooga. He took a, I think it was about a week, the longest week in my life, where he was talking to some different people and getting approval for me to move up there. And from that moment where he said yes, it was one month before we had all of our stuff moved and we were in Chattanooga. And during that month, we were able to sell our house for more money than what Molly paid for it. We were able to get up there, get situated, and I started my new job. And at the same time, Molly was able to work remotely for a little bit while she was transitioning. So within a year, we got married and moved states. We moved. It was three hours from where we were living to Chattanooga, Tennessee. So all these things happened and God orchestrated all these opportunities. And whenever the opportunity came up to go to Chattanooga, it was almost a no brainer for both of us. Like we just, it was a cool opportunity and we really haven't, I mean, we miss people that are there in Alabama, but at the same time, you jump at opportunities when they come they don't come knocking all the time. Yeah. And I think it was one of those things where it was like, and God works on people's hearts differently because everybody has a different way of thinking, different way of processing. But Josh said like, we, he does take a long time to think about things, but when he's thought about it, he's jumping on it. And for me, I jump on everything, like whatever God sends me, I'm like, Hey, let's do this. But I think for us, the moment Josh walked in the door, I was like, Hey, they said we could go. I was like, let's do it. We just both felt God's presence in that moment. And in the, the, even in the thought of just moving, it was like, God's doing something. God's working. Let's see where he takes us. Yeah. And so it was crazy. It was crazy to see how all these steps took place. And Molly, real quick, I want to give you the opportunity to talk about how you ended up at the job that you're at now. Yeah. So like he said, the job I was working at Scope 310, oh, I love those people. They were amazing. They were just genuine people and they were so helpful. The job was not a remote job, but they were like, we're going to send you off with a laptop <laughs> in a totally different state three hours away. And we're going to trust that you're going to do your job while we're looking for somebody, while you're looking for somebody. And again, the job wasn't remote working, but um, I was able to do a few things. So it was really amazing that God worked that out for me and for them. But during that time, right before we left, I did interview a remote interview with somebody from Chattanooga, with a job from Chattanooga. Before that, I had actually applied to over 30 places and <laughs> did not hear back from any of them. <laughs> so I finally applied for a Tennessee, state of Tennessee position, a social work position that I was a little nervous about. It wasn't CPS, but I was nervous because it was it was a state job. And I remember being so stressed at the last state job I was at. So anyway, so I interviewed with this place and found out a little bit about them. It's the Department of Intellectual and Developmental Disability. So along the same lines I was working with at Scope, but I was basically going to be a case manager for a Medicaid diversion program. And so they they interviewed me probably about, I don't even remember, maybe a week or two later. They emailed me saying I had the job. And so my last day at Scope was June 1st. And my first day with Department of Intellectual and Developmental Disability was June 1st. And in talking to the person who interviewed me, I found out that one of the reasons that HR basically 
I say flagged, but loved my uh, resume was because I had that certification of QDDP, Qualified Developmental Disability Professional, which I would not have gotten had I not worked at Scope to begin with. So like, I'm getting chills now. The fact that God took me and placed me in a job for eight months, that's it, eight months, and was like, I'm going to put you here long enough to get qualified. That way we can move you off to something else. So anyways, that's about up to the point of the job. Still working there today. It's a remote job. I love it. But that's about it. And that's kind of where we stand today. We've been going to Lafayette Church of God for a little while and really enjoyed them. We bought a house back in February out here. And it's just been incredible to see how God has orchestrated our lives. And why do we share all this? Why do we talk about it? But the first thing is... Because we're incredibly grateful for how God has worked out all these small details in our lives. We could have never done this. We could never have planned this the way that it happened. You know, obviously, if I had my way, I'd be working at the other shop in Alabama. I would have never known any better. And it's hard to understand in the moment how God is doing things until you get to the end and you look back. Man, God did just incredible things. Second, we want you guys to know about our lives. We thank you guys so much for listening every week, or if this is your first one, but thank you for listening to this. But we're all on this journey together of young adulthood. I'm 24. I'm still in that period of learning and growing. And we want to share this journey with you, share what we're going through, how God has blessed our lives. But we love you guys, and we just want to share our lives with you. But finally, like, And this is what I think is most valuable for you if you're listening today. You might be out there wondering what your future is going to look like. I was 21, 22 years old, and I didn't know. I didn't know how God was going to work in my life. I didn't know who I was going to marry. I didn't know what career I was going to be in. There were so many question marks. And in a matter of months, in a matter of six months, I had the job I'm working now, I had the wife I'm married to, I had all these things worked out. And then a year later, I'd be in a different state of being able to do all these things. And so I tell you that because things can change quickly. You could be sitting there worried about who you're going to marry, what job you're going to work, what career you're going to be in and stressing about it all the time. If you let go and let God take care of your life, you never know a year from now, you could be walking in what you were worried about today. And so I want you guys to know that God can do anything. If you give God your life, he will take care of you. He will take you where he wants you to go. Yeah, and I would just like to add to appreciate the little things. I know that sounds so cliche, but like something as little that we didn't even touch on. In our dating, I was bringing Josh, when he'd come over for the weekend, I was bringing him to the young adult group that we had that he had never experienced. And from the moment he started attending those those groups with me, which was Refuge, the name of the group that we went to, it God sparked a fire in him that we didn't realize was really even going until he started thinking about this podcast and the making of this podcast and everything. And that took a that took two years in the making. That's something as simple as a girlfriend taking their boyfriend. <laughs> to a young adult group. We were both Christians at the time. It's not like, oh, he got saved. It was just like, oh, you want to come with me so we can spend some more time together? That sparked this snowball effect, really. It really put a passion in me for serving young adults. And so it's just incredible. And Molly loves the details. Uh, We just have different personalities and how we look back on it. But no matter which way you slice it, no matter how you look at it, you can see the hand of God in it. And so I want you guys to know You might have questions today. 
But God is coming around the corner with answers. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't uh, don't lose your standards because you're having a, a hard moment. God's going to work it out on your behalf. And so I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving yesterday. I hope you have a great week. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. To keep up with everything we have going on and get updates, follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The After Youth Podcast or on Instagram and Twitter at After Youth Pod. If you enjoy the content we put out, consider giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. This helps us reach more people with what we're trying to do, and we really appreciate it. Thank you for listening every week, and we will see you again next Friday. Thank you.